the, the writings that mainly appealed to me were more syndicalist works. Uh, the most fa uh, probably the most well-known syndicalist would be Rudolf Rocker, the anarcho-syndicalist uh, who wrote Anarcho-Syndicalism in Theory and Practice. But uh, at the time I got involved, I mainly re read about the history of the IWW and how it organized, which wasn't explicitly anarchist at the time, but uh, the way they were organizing was quite close to anarchist principles. This is Wine, Women, and Revolution with your host, Heather Warburton. Hi, and welcome to Wine, Women, and Revolution. I'm your host, Heather Warburton. Today I've got someone really interesting. I've just kind of recently discovered this project, and I've really been enjoying it. There's this YouTube channel called Audible Anarchist, and they are reading and committing to recording a lot of the great anarchist writings. And I know we often lean, lean a little bit communist here, but I have some great friends that are anarchists and I have quite a bit of anarchist sympathies as well. So I want to welcome to my show, Ready Brick. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be um, So how long have you been involved with Audible Anarchist? Oh, uh, I think about... A year and a half, maybe nearer two years, give or take. And have you done any recordings yourself, or are you just helping arrange things? Uh, well, originally I started doing some recordings for LibriVox, that public domain audiobook start, uh, service, and then I first volunteered some by doing recording my voice for a few readings, and then I sort of moved on to more production side and um, sound editing. So you weren't one of the original people that conceived of this project. You kind of saw what they were doing and joined in yourself. Yeah, about some time ago, I stumbled upon the YouTube channel and liked what they were doing and sent them an email asking to get if I could get involved. And it just um, went from there. Yeah, and it's really kind of awesome because a lot of people may not have time to sit down and read something, but, you know, people can just pop in, listen to a podcast while they're driving or while they're waiting in line or whatever they're doing. So it's really a chance to get some of that, uh, you know, some of those writings out there, which I think is an awesome kind of uh, benefit you're adding to society. Are you an anarchist yourself? Uh, yeah, I've been more of an anarchist slash libertarian socialist for a number of years gravitating in that direction for a while now yeah i'm a member of the industrial workers of the world union in the, U uh, the uk branch okay yeah we have a few uh wobblies that we're friends with here on new jersey revolution radio <laughs> yeah yeah uh, in the uk are they either um the iww doing a lot of anti-fascist work like they're trying to do here in the united states uh, in the UK, we've we've mainly gotten headlines for helping to organise uh, couriers for these fast food couriers, like delivery drivers and uh, uh, and other precarious workers in the UK. But uh, anti-fascism has been a, a thing we're interested in. What with um, the EDL. The, and groups like that who became very popular a few years ago, massive street demonstrations, and they've, they've sort of splintered and fought amongst themselves for, for a while there. But 
quite a few have uh, quite a few of the wobblers I know have been involved in counter demonstrations and uh, actions like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know some of the ones locally here in New Jersey, at least, are doing some really great anti-fascism work. So I always have to give them sort of a shout out for that work that they're doing, because fascism's rising around the globe, right? Yeah, unfortunately, it uh, uh, looks like the, the Conservative Party has been sliding further and further to the right for a number of years now. It's been recently now. It's been very uh, openly xenophobic. And increasingly courting these people. So we've yeah. uh, got a far-right government again. So what was it about anarchism or libertarian socialism that sort of drew you to that particular belief structure? Well, uh, originally I was a member, I got active, got involved in the Labour Party and it was more of a, more of the, more of a uh, traditional British communist Sort of thing, which is not, which is more light Communist Party Britain style, big state nationalization type person as well right. as what I was involved in. But uh, my experiences on demonstrations and seeing how our organizations ran like that, and it just peered out or led to infighting and kind of uh, disillusioned me for a while and I started learning a bit more about more alternative left-wing groups and currents like the IWW which I first saw in a film called Reds from uh, 1980s with Warren Beatty you remember that? No, I never saw that <laughs> yeah. it, Well, I, I, I was a massive uh, a historian so I used to just, anything that was any film that was vaguely historical I would just especially about the Russian Revolution or anything I'd, lo I'd loved and so I grabbed a copy and there was a, a guy there's a bit in the scene of the IWW, and it, it seemed like that was everything the guy was saying. I thought was amazing, but I thought that because it was like 1910s America, I assumed that group, which I'd never heard of, had been destroyed during the Red Scares. And then eventually, right. I met some wobblies, and oh, it's inside, and, so and um, got involved in that way, which led uh, further to read more about libertarian socialism and more got more uh, introduced me to more anarchist groups as well so what would you say because you know obviously this is about writings great anarchist writings were there any writings that really inspired you that you would suggest people that wanted to start learning more either listen to on audible anarchist or read themselves well I, the, the writings that mainly appealed to me were more syndicalist works so uh, the, the most fa uh, probably the most well-known syndicalist would be rudolf rocker the anarcho-syndicalist uh, who wrote anarcho-syndicalism in theory and practice but uh, the time i got involved i mainly re read about the history of the iww and how it organized which wasn't explicitly anarchist at the time but uh, the way they were organizing was quite close to anarchist principles i'd say um, Solidarity Federation, which is an, an anarcho-syndicalist uh, union group in the UK, put out a few years ago a very good document called Fighting for Ourselves, which is it's more like a modern version of um, syndicalism, which is very, very influential to what I was looking into what 
And are those available on Audible Anarchist, or are they not there yet? Uh, we've got the, the introduction of Fighting for Ourselves done. We're still working on that at the moment. Uh, Anarcho-Syndicalism in Theory and Practice by Rudolf Rocker is finished and on Audible Anarchist. How many works are there now on Audible Anarchist? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd estimate, including very short readings of very, uh, very quick essays, I'd say good 80 to 100 um, uploads. Oh, wow. That's quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Some of, some of them are um, fairly short essays. Like uh, one I did was about including the Audible Anarchist bumpers. It was about three minutes. It was a quick one. But we've also got very long works like National Nationalism and Culture, which is currently 21 chapters. So that's quite, that's quite a long work. And of so it varies a bit um, between subject matters. But there's a good bank of that literature there that's been done already, so people can have a lot that they can dive into if they want are looking for something to listen to. Oh, yes, there's there's quite a lot uh, to work through. I, I've not listened to every upload we've done myself yet. It's, a, it's a quite a lot of work. <laughs> so what's the dream works that aren't there yet? What would you really like to see get done? Well, we, we haven't finished solid, uh, the fight for ourselves yet, which I'm really looking forward to getting that completed. Uh, one of our readers, uh, new readers, decided to take on the anarchist F frequently asked questions, and they've done the, the first two sections. But uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that one, but it's anarchist FAQs. It's it's a very comprehensive work, but the actual PDF would be about two thousand pages, if not. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's quite a lot, but um, it'd be good to get that one done. <laughs> so, since I'm kind of a little bit of an audio nerd and I have my own podcast too, like I just wanted to talk a little bit about the process of like, does someone come to you guys with an idea of oh, I'd like to read this? And then you give them some instructions, or is it kind of a little more freeform? They record something and send it to you. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, currently it's a mix of both. We we have a group operating on the uh, Discord server. If you're familiar with the Discord mm -hmm. platform, we sometimes like uh, suggest have suggestions for readings and input and questions, but other times. Through our email, people who like what we've done will just volunteer through that, like I did, send an email, ask if they can get involved, or sometimes they'll email us a full work, which is quite a very nice example. Um, towards a fresh revolution, a recent upload we've done, it was about an hour, hour and 20 minutes, I would say. That was just um, an email, someone emailed us out of the blue. Okay. Work. And do you guys do post-processing or do you, or do the readers do that themselves? Or is, again, that just kind of a mixed bag? Yeah, that's kind of a mixed bag. Sometimes when um, we get a reading, you know, I'll listen to it on several devices and it sounds clean, no no mistakes or anything, and you, could just, you can just um, make that into a video and upload that straight away. Other times, we might have to do some cleaning or 
cutting of some errors, that sort of thing. We've got some uh, volunteers who are very good at audio engineering work. Others like myself are a bit more amateur. About how many uh, volunteers do you have total that are working on this project now? Oh, oh it's... in terms of active volunteers, it's a bit... I would say about a dozen core volunteers, but of course it can be hard to find the time to do some recording. I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're aware of having a podcast and everything. Definitely. So I'd say about between 12 and 20 people actively recording, plus whoever emails as a contribution. It can it can uh, vary at times in terms of outputs. I sometimes go a few weeks with dozens of contributions, and I'm actually working really hard to try and get them all into uh, processable formats. Other times, it's a bit uh, quiet. So, what are kind of the goals other than just getting this literature out there? What are kind of the goals of the project? Hmm. Well. Getting this stuff out there is the main goal, but um, we, we mainly want to help uh, assist in educational work. A lot, most of the text, most of the stuff we have readings of is available online, so you can read it in some formats, either on a website or download as an ebook of some kind. But I'm sure you know sometimes um, that's not ideal for everyone, and so by making audio content for other people. We hope to fill a niche that way. Right. Not everyone has the ability to read things that, you know, you may be sight impaired. Um, you know, there's just a lot of challenges with actually sitting down and reading a piece of literature. I can't even imagine, like, some of these pieces of literature, like you said, are really long. It must take a lot of takes and a lot of time to get through these without errors. Like the recording process for some of these major publications must take hours and hours for those volunteers to get those recordings done. Oh, yeah, yeah it definitely does. Um, for example, I, I, I did some short readings. It's about, say, reading length about five to six minutes, but it took me a good 10, 20, half an hour to get it done correctly. So I've been I've been genuinely surprised because a lot of our proje projects are done by the by a single reader, and some of them are very long. Like with uh, like uh, the ABCs of Anarchist Communism by Berkman was done by by sub by one person from beginning to end, and then he got involved with us afterwards. And it's, I'm, I'm genuinely impressed by that because it's about it must be thirty hours of recordings. Never mind how much it how many times it took him to correct mistakes, you know, <laughs> clean the audio. Also, I'm, I'm right, generally yeah. baffled. He, he did it all completely on his own and then joined the project afterwards and said, feel free to use my recordings. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking, because we're in the process of uh, filming a documentary for New Jersey Revolution Radio, and I'm in that documentary, you know, and it's even just like little brief lines. And like, I have to say them two or three times to make sure I get the inflection right on everything and get it, you know, just the right way. So I can only imagine like, doing something that's multiple hours of recording must take at least I would say at least twice as long as the finished product is to try to get everything out and get it just the way you want it. Especially if you're a perfectionist, which I know a lot of people are. Oh, yes. It's, 
it can easily if you if you're a perfectionist it can easily take double triple time sometimes i think in order to the in order to get the work out sometimes you should focus on it's not perfect but i i would i i would listen to this so yeah let's just, just get it published otherwise i'm just gonna be cleaning this forever right <laughs> other than the youtube channel where can people get these uh recordings yeah well we we also have a podcast um platform we developed a later on uh, called audible anarchism with, with an m on the end there and uh we also had a soundcloud we uploaded some of our works to uh and also the internet archive if you're familiar with that one we upload we upload some of our we're hoping to get all of our stuff onto the internet archive to help preserve it in case um in case the huge some some problems with the youtube channel in the future maybe do you think you're having problems? Like, are you noticing they're starting to try to, like, filter you or shadow ban you or anything like that? Uh, well, we had one of our um, uploads copyright striked for a while, which surprised us because it was just a reading of a, of a book. And it, it, according to the email of the copyright strike, it was a TV company. So we didn't huh. quite understand. <laughs> we didn't understand what... So emailed a question asking them about what was up and they never responded. So we had to, we had to strike for a good three months. From it. Wow. Yeah. And are you on any other like social media platforms? I, uh, we, we have a Tumblr. It, we have a Tumblr. We also had a, tw a Twitter account, but um, that, that's not very active at the moment. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So if people wanted to get involved in the project, what would be the best way? Uh, the best way is to email us at audibleanarchist at gmail.com. So we can um, answer some queries that way. Sort of thing. Yeah, that was how I reached out to you. I was like, hey, you know, I really like this project. Do you want to come on? And somebody got back to me and, you know, we're just doing the interview now. So they're fairly responsive to your questions on uh, that e email address. Or they can find you on the Discord server. You said right. Uh, yeah, yeah. For um, people who want to, who are familiar with dis using Discord and wish to be a bit more active, we try to add them to the group that way. So I think, but it, but some people just want to. We have a few regular contributors who just do it for email, and that, that that's perfectly fine. Yeah, you know, whatever makes you comfortable. It's good you haven't really seen a lot of. Uh, I mean, other than the copyright issue being hassled so much, like I know we occasionally get because we have all the social medias for our podcast and we get either shadow bans or like throttled when we have something that's a little more controversial. Like we support BDS, for example. And when we have on people that talk about that, all of a sudden our like reach disappears. It cuts in half or even less. So there's a lot of that like kind of shady underhand shadow banning stuff happening to leftists on all the social media platforms. So I'm glad to see that that hasn't happened too much to you guys yet. Uh, yeah. Our, our comment feed has, has mostly been pretty tame as well, I have to say, especially compared to my own personal YouTube account. <laughs> yeah, comment sections can be nasty. They can be such vile cesspools of humanity sometimes. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately that's true. 
<laughs> but on the other hand, they can also be really sweet. Like we've had some very wonderful feedback on some of our um, uploads through there, and some uh, people wanted to get involved through the YouTube comments, which wasn't really ideal because YouTube's disabled most of the um, social media interactions things. So we had to sort of point them to the email, hope they read it. Right. But we had some very good feedback, including from um, uh, some reading impaired people and. Um, People who don't speak English as a first language do read along with the audio. Because sometimes what I do is we, we usually include the te an ebook, an online version of what we're reading, so you can get the details there as well. If you have problems with the accent, maybe or spoken English. Sometimes I also read along with our our broadcasts with the book, and some people have done that as well. And we've also had a I remember a, a blind person reached out to us and thanked us because that was how that's basically how they managed to get most of their education oh wow so that topics. you know it's good when you get some comments like that that really kind of support you and keep your go keep you going a little bit yeah definitely do you have a favorite negative comment you've gotten oh um not a particular comment but um i think one of my favorite ones was this basically a, basically a pro-capitalist troll type fellow who kept who kept replying to every upload we did for about about two months with a long stream about corporate propaganda about um, you know how capitalism provides for individuals and competition and. What was good about that one is it basically helped our analytics a lot because it was it was commenting every 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 upload we had, including ones where that didn't that were very popular at the time, but you stimulated massive arguments with other people, who because it was such a it was like the the usual the usual um, well the usual pro pro market uh, nonsense. I'm sure you've encountered it sometimes in your podcasting time. So it, it helped develop a, a conversations and also helped. <laughs> so they actually got you more traffic by just being an annoying troll, basically. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just yeah, and traffic as well as also people who had issues or had questions would also talk and um, and someone else would come along and answer the questions and everyone else would learn off the back of whatever this fellow was doing. Oh, so that's great. Yeah, they actually helped provide a little education. One of my favorite ones, and this was just because one of our other listeners like responded with almost the exact same thing. They gave us this, like one star review and they're like, uh, blatantly communist and rabidly anti-American. <laughs> <laughs> and so then somebody else came along and gave us a five-star review and the review was i like them because they're blatantly communist and rapidly anti-american <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's a good one so i like and there's somebody i saw that actually puts their negative like reviews on t-shirts and then sells those t-shirts i'm like oh that's a good idea we need to start doing that <laughs> oh yeah that is a very good idea we should probably probably set up a t-shirt shop <laughs> <laughs> So what's the future look like for the project? Do you think that there's a couple, at least a few more years out, like a plan of what you want to get done and hopefully you can keep the momentum going a little while longer? Uh, well, the, the momentum's definitely there. I mean, I just checked my inbox to, just before we started this interview and I got, I've got, we've already got about 
two more offers to join a volunteer today. That's that's good to see. The main the main hurdle is really is um, diversifying this and some more members take on more responsibilities in case because most of the original members have been taking a hiatus for a while because it's you know it's you know real life and things like that gets in the way. So ideally, if we can get that working. Because we've got people recording, uh, doing recordings and submitting them. We've got people who are willing to help in editing. So we might be just need to get people helping of um, uploading and re releasing. And we should be able to, if we get that done, we could um, keep going for a while. Because uh, the audience is there, uh, the volunteers are there. We just need to work a bit more on the uh, production side. Yeah, and I think the productions, you know, they sound really good. I haven't listened to too many of them. Like I said, I just discovered the project maybe like a couple of weeks before I reached out. So I haven't listened to a whole lot of them. But the ones that I have really, you know, they sound really good. They don't sound amateurish. They don't sound like they were recorded in, in a tin can or, you know, on the, in a submarine or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I'll, I'll pass on the compliments to the people who did most of the audio, audio work. Yeah, yeah. Some of the some of the work sounds like just receiving raw audio files, and you listen to it, and it sounds perfectly fire, perfectly crystal, wonderful. Uh, add the add the um, audible anarchist bumpers, and there you go. Right. There you go. Others, you need to work a bit more on it, but yeah, it's pretty good. So, what's the YouTube channel again? Where can people find it? All right, the YouTube channel is Audible Anarchists. And uh, the podcast is Audible Anarchism with an M, but it should be fairly easy to find. We, we're, we're the ones with um, a red a red circle A with headphones. That's okay. that's how I channel like them. And here's a question that I generally ask a lot of people, um, no matter what I have them on for, is do you consider yourself an optimist? Do we have a future on this planet? Hmm. Well, it's a, it's a good thing. Um, you asked me this after I listened to Desert, a version of Desert. So, uh, generally speaking, yes, I, I, I like to consider myself an optimist. That's, that's why I'm here giving my time to help uh, to help projects like this along and um i, I mean it, it it looks a bit dark now but on the other hand i can remember uh i can remember the early 2000s the 90s and the, there was no there was no real left-wing alternative at all back then it was so it's nothing compared to what it is now so that gives me hope you know, I think you're right that I do see more leftist politics developing and more people developing sort of a wider political conscious than just, especially here, you know, we mainly just have the two-party duopoly. Um, so I'm seeing a lot more interest in alternative organizing methods. And that does spark a little bit of hope. I don't know if we'll get there in time to save ourselves, but at least, you know, you are seeing a spread of it. And you guys are helping with that. You know, you're making it very accessible for everyone. And I make no qualms that I'm trying to bring about a socialist revolution with my show. So I appreciate, even if that's not your stated goal, that you guys are trying to bring about some revolutionary politics over there, too. Yeah. 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 Ye
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Solidarity forever and all that. Yep. Say so last words before we call it a day here. Uh, yeah, I, I'd like to thank you for reaching out to us. It was that was this, this is the first time we've ever done anything like this. It's a. I'm really I'm really glad to have. Really glad to, uh, you find our project interesting. I can't believe I'm the first person that's ever wanted to have you on a podcast before. It's an awesome project. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I've enjoyed talking to you immensely. I enjoy listening to your shows and it's been a blast. Thank you. Thank you again. I enjoyed listening to your podcast as well. To my listeners, thank you so much for joining us here today. We are here to be the voice of the activist community. We are something very different from the mainstream media. People are not paying us thousands of dollars to bring you messages that they want you to hear. We are just covering things that we find interesting and useful and helpful for the activist community. We cover you guys. The future is yours to create. Go out there and create it. <laughs>